Thank you for tuning in to the Repairs of the Breach podcast. We pray that this message reach, repair, and restore as our pastor, Calvin King, delivers a message from God. Some of y'all looked at me crazy. 
especially when I came back and said, did not the scripture say that ye are God? You really thought I was losing my mind. But he created you in, in his image and in his likeness. He wants you to act like him. That's why the devil want to mar your image so bad and confuse you so much that you don't know who you are. John chapter 21, verse 25. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. We don't have it all. Jesus did so much when he was on this earth that after he had to wrote it down in the books, the world couldn't contain it. So what we got in this Bible is nothing to compare to everything that he did. So there's so much work that he has done and the Bible said that he told us that we're going to do greater works. More than what he did. 2 Corinthians, watch this. 3.18. But we, are, but we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We are changed every day. Every day you come into this house. Every day you go into, this, into, into your Bible. Every day you worship, every day you praise, God supernaturally begins to change and mold you into his image. If you spend a year in his presence, a year in the Bible, a year worshiping, a year in, if you spend that time in God's work, people, you will change. People that you walk up to that, did, that knew you before will look at you and say, you changed. Even if you don't see the change, they will see the change in you. Sometimes we live with ourselves so long that we don't see ourselves. But when other people see you, they realize something different about you. Something has changed. It's because of this scripture. God's plan is to change you. That's why you, don't, you shouldn't wait for the word to be preached before you get in here. You get in here and worship. You get in here, you rush into the house for worship. Oh, I hate worship. I wonder why. Who told you that you didn't have time for worship? Who told you that you didn't need to praise? The scripture says, don't come to my house for the work. He said, come to my house with what? Enter into his courts with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. You ought to come here for praise. You ought to come here being thankful. Because God's changing you. And you don't know it. And the devil's fighting you. Well, I just don't like the praise team. They don't sing my song. They sing these songs I don't know nothing about. Because they're trying to broaden your horizon. They're trying to get you to see something that you cannot see. You need the praise. You need the worship. When you come, I'm just coming for the word. Really? Really? Let's try to get all God wants for us. Because the process is changing. Yeah, you got the word to change you. But guess what? By you being active and appreciative, it helps God to mold you even more. You hear me? Or you're going to sleep. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to teach you, okay? All right. I went, I didn't always look like that. They showed me a picture this past this past week of a picture of me, and I was real cool. Head to the side. Everything. I was real cool. I ain't that cool no more. He didn't change me. He didn't change me. I'm just straight up now. I'm just cool now. I ain't got to lean to the side no more. I'm just cool. All right? I'm just straight up cool. 
All right, here we go. We have Wait. so much. Yeah, go ahead, babe. Second Peter 1, 3 through 4. According as his divine power hath given unto us all, us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, mm. through the knowledge. Hold on. This is scripture, right? Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 4 from the King James Version. The King James Version. King James himself said, according to his divine power, has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Baby, you got everything you need to enjoy this life and live godly. You got everything you need to enjoy life and live godly before God. There's nothing else needed. You just don't want to. You can live right. You can live godly. You can enjoy life. But because you don't want to live godly, therefore you can't enjoy life. Remember, you have to go in reverse when you go into the world. Because you can't live godly, you can't enjoy life. Keep going, Miss Mary. How do we get it? Whereby are given. Uh, 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 go back. Godliness through what? How do we get this life? Oh, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. He called us to glory and virtue. Virtue, a higher moral standard. There's a higher standard that he called us to before, because he invested himself into us. So stop acting like everybody in the world acts. Stop acting like everybody on your job acts. Because they cuss, that don't mean you have to cuss. Yeah, because they run and get everybody's phone number, that don't mean you have to. Because they're not faithful to their husband or to their wife, that don't mean that you have to be that way. God called you to a higher standard because you got his image. You're not like the world. Stop letting them dictate how you act. God's trying to give you his power so that you can make a difference in the world. So that those in the world, when they finally find out that the devil is against them, because they think the devil is for them, when they finally find out the devil is against them, they're going to come to you, the light. And you have the power to demonstrate their deliverance. Verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. God has given us some precious promises. By his divine grace, he's given us some precious promises. These promises are very dear to us. The promise of eternal life. My worst enemy is death. And God defeated death for me. And I have a promise that I'll never see death. To shift, I've got to take you deeper, okay? Amen? Do you want to go deeper? All right. All right. Then by these that we might partake, be a partaker of the divine nature. How many of you want to be a partaker of the divine nature? How many of you are partakers of the divine nature? Well, come on now. Come on now. Because if you're going to go there with me, you're going to have to go there with me. If you are a partaker of his divine nature, then there will be some virtue in your life, a high moral standard. Some stuff I just don't do. I'm not tempted 
to run out on my wife. Because I don't want to. I don't have to steal because I don't want to. I'm getting ready to show you that this part about the law doesn't affect us. They say I don't. They, they laugh at me because I think I'm driving fast. The other day, Belle don't know it, but she was following me to the church, and I'm going. I'm thinking I'm going fast. I said I better slow down so she can keep up with me. And I looked down at my speed on her, and I was going 35. <laughs> she probably about to push me on down the street, but I thought I was going faster than what I was. Something in me has just slowed down. Okay. So 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 I don't worry about the police because I'm not doing anything for them to worry about me. So therefore, I'm above the law. You got, you pull me up, you better have a good reason because I'm not doing anything. Remember this because I'm going to relate this to the spiritual. Amen? All right. The Bible says that because we have this divine nature, we have what? Escape corruption that is in this world through lust. I've I don't worry about uh, President Trump and what he's doing. I don't care how many women he done slept with. I don't care if he had a talk with China and Russia. I don't care. My faith is in God. I told y'all a long time ago when the election was going, you had a choice between the devil and his demons. Y'all got mad at me. My trust is not in man. Have no confidence in the flesh. If you're going to abide by this word, abide by it. My faith and trust is in God. Obama was in office. I was happy for uh, uh, President Obama when he was in office. I was scared. Okay? Brother Trump in office, I'm happy about he in Trump, but I'm still nervous. I don't know what he's going to do. Well, only way I can get rid of the nerves and the fear is I got to have faith. Faith tell me I don't watch the news. I can't watch them and pray for them. So I just pray for them. Anyway. All right. So I'm not worried about all the corruption that's going on in the world because I'm in him. Amen. When he gets tired of corruption in the world, he already has a plan on how he's going to deal with it. And I'll be gone. All right. Here we go. You're designed for more. We are designed to operate on a higher level. There are spiritual laws that override the natural law that restrains everyone. As Christians, we operate in the kingdom of God. Oh. Keep going. The shift is a new way of thinking. Oh. A new mindset is a demonstration of power. Watch this. We're designed to operate on a higher level. You know what? I teach from here. I'm comfortable with this. But guess what? If I want to, I can come up here and teach at a higher level. It took some steps, some shifting to get here. But I'm comfortable here, and I'm comfortable down here. I'm down here because I want to make sure that I can get closer to you because when the time of separation, if you decide not to follow me, I'm cool with that too. 
I will go if I have to go by myself. You hear me? Now, we can all work this out together, and we can go from glory to glory. But if you don't want to go, adios, amigos. Goodbye, my friend. All right. As Christians, we operate in the kingdom of what? God. There's a new set of laws that abide by the kingdom that we just don't understand and we don't know about. So I want to be able for God to help me to believe. I believe, Miss King, but there's some things that I need some help in with my unbelief. In this next level, you're going to have to be honest with where you are with God. Remember, I was trying to show off with that car. I had something that I wasn't even comfortable with myself, but I was trying to show it to everybody else. You know what? Hold on. Slow yourself up. Where is your faith? What has your faith produced? Get comfortable with that before you're trying to raise the dead. Yeah, you got the ability, but you hadn't stretched your faith to that level yet. You're trying to go all the way up here, and you're trying to jump up there from right where you are. Take the step. God's not in a hurry. He's going to get you there. And if he had to translate you from there to there, he will do it. But in the meantime, be patient and work on the areas of your life that you have some issues with. Watch this. Mark 9, 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. First of all, the man has said, ask Jesus, if you could hear my son. Jesus said, if? Like, you question me? He said, no, the problem ain't me. The problem is you. If you can believe. If you can believe. Don't believe. Don't put the pressure on me. Put the pressure on you. If you believe. God said, I can do all things if you believe. The man cried out in tears because his son needed some help. Crying out, Lord, I believe. But, Lord, help my unbelief. Honest from your heart. Some of you can't believe God for even tithing. Some of you can't believe God to get over this, to get over that, to get out of this, to get out of that, to trust God. You're going to have to trust him. And you need to talk to God. God, I believe in you. But, God, help my unbelief. Help me get to the level, God, where I'm trusting you with everything that I have. Okay, all right. This is a prophecy by Gloria, uh, not a prophecy by Gloria Copeland, but she took the prophecy and she put it in a form because she was trying to teach on something. But this prophecy is for the church in this day and time. Kenneth Hagin gave the prophecy, but Miss Copeland gave it, and I just copied it so that I can show you that I'm not crazy. Some other folks out there who are higher in the spirit than I am saying the same thing. All right, Ms. King. In 1977, Kenneth Hagin Sr. gave a prophecy that changed my life. It painted a picture of the end-time church and helped me grasp the magnitude of God's will for the body of Christ. Brother Hagin prophesied that the church will rise up as a spiritual giant, mm. and there shall be a release of mm. power in our day and in our age that man has not seen before. Men upon this earth shall walk and talk and act like God. You hear that? Back in 1977, Kenneth Hagin prophesied that men were going to walk, talk, and act like God. In these days that we're living in, God's going to release the power, the anointing. God has to do something. 
Look at what the devil is doing. He got folks who are opening up churches now, calling them churches, and say that there will be no word, there will be no worship, and there will be no praise. In the church, we 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 just watching things going on down. Uh, the devil is a lie. I'm going to shift. I'm going to go at the next level that God has called me on, and I'm going to get what God has for me. And I want the power. I want to be able to demonstrate the power of God. Keep going, Miss Lee. And those who know their God in these days will be strong and do exploits. Mm. You hear that? Read that again. And those who know their God in these days will those be strong. Those who know their God. Mm-hmm. How do you get to know this God? You read his word, you do this, you do it, but the best way of you getting to know is God when he brings you through something. Has he ever brought anybody in here through something? Did you get to know him better? When you didn't have no way, there was no way out of no way. When you didn't see your way through, when you couldn't figure him out, when you couldn't touch him, when you couldn't call, you were, he was there. This is the type of faith that you tap into that once you get your deliverance, you forget about. Uh Uh-uh. You take this faith with you because the next challenge is going to make you even stronger now. Ms. Gail gave a, a wonderful example of how faith works. You go through pain and suffering and all this stuff, and you think you got somewhere, then you hit setback. Whoa! I got to go all the way back through pain and suffering again. I didn't want to do this, but when I finally got back up to setback again, I realized it was just a setup, so I walked through it. See, once your faith gets strong enough, stuff don't move you like it used to move you. It don't shake you like it used to shake you. But you gotta use, you gotta plant that little seed of faith into something and watch it grow. It may be in your finance, it may be in your time, it may be in the health of your body, it may be in your church. But plant that faith. Because once whatever you plant that faith in, the devil's gonna come after that thing that you put your faith in. If you put your faith in your marriage, the devil gonna come at your marriage. Not at your marriage, but your faith in that marriage. You put that little seed of faith in your children, he's gonna come after your children, but not your children, your faith that you have in your children. That faith is so powerful, he's gonna come after and he'll disguise it. He'll make you think, I'm coming at your children. No, he's not. He knows that you have faith that your children are gonna make it. So he's coming after your children, make you lose your faith. But he's after the faith that you have in your children. Do you understand this? Do you see it from a different aspect? Stop looking in the natural. Stop looking in the natural. The devil's not after your car. He's after the faith that you have in your car. Whatever you put your faith in, he's coming after that thing, and he's going to disguise it and make you think he's after the thing. He's not after the thing. He's after the faith that you put into that thing. That faith is so powerful, it's so important that whatever you put it into, he's going to attack it. He cannot afford to let that thing produce and grow because he knows if I don't stop your faith, your faith is going to stop me. Keep reading. 
there is an army of the Lord being raised up who will know and do their rights and privileges in Christ Jesus and appropriate unto themselves that which has already been given. You hear that? It's already been given. That's what I've been telling you. It's some stuff that's already deposited in you. You got the power to go to 160 miles an hour. But because of your fear, you just drive 40 and 50. You got the ability to do more than what you've been doing. You got the ability to get your debts paid off. Well, Pastor, how do I do it? Do I start a business? You don't, you worry too much on how. Know who. You take too much upon yourself. When you got a God on your side, why put all this pressure on you? When he's willing to do it, I've already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Why are you trying to worry about being right with me? Just be right. I'll probably pick back up here next week. Yup. Yup. Oh, Lord. It's already time. I, I had a point. I don't know why we're going to stop it, but I ain't got to that yet, have I? <laughs> All right, let's just, Father, open their eyes that they may see, that they may see God. All right, there are many laws out there, but there are two sets of laws that I'm going to deal with. The natural laws, or the laws of physics, and spiritual laws. Now, you got these are my definitions that I put together, so you won't be able to Google these and find these definitions. And you can set your own, but it's just my way of trying to be able to put it where I understood it and hope that you understood it. And y'all know that I don't have that, that college education. I don't have the PhDs. I just got that post-hole digger PhD. All right? So what I've got came from God. All right? What? I said the wrong thing. That's a PhD. <laughs> I got my PhD. Yeah, my daddy gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, go go to work. <laughs> Stop talking. All right, here we go. Natural laws are principles in place that govern the earth realm. Okay. Now these natural laws can also be broken. There are natural laws, or laws of physics that says that Newton's third law of gravity says what goes up must come down. The law is still in effect. And if we don't understand it, if we don't know what has been given to us, we will accept the fact and we will never fall. There were two guys that, 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 that challenged the law of physics, that, or, or Newton's law, and said, I believe I can fly. So what he did was, not talking about our Kelly, but what he did was, he did was, he discovered the law of lift, aerodynamics. So with him discovering the law of lift, we now have airplanes that soar. The law of gravity is still in effect. Didn't change it, but override it. Some of you, because of that same fear that stopped me from going 160 miles an hour, which was dangerous, you still won't fly because of your fear and what was said about gravity. What goes up must come down. 
So every time you get ready to get on the airplane, you shake and you shiver. You can't enjoy a good trip because you want to drive everywhere you go. Why? Because fear has regulated you to the ground. Even though you got the ability to fly above the circumstances, above the storm, above all those people that are driving crazy road rage on the, on the highways, you can get above that. There are more accidents in the car than there are in airplanes. But because of your fear, you relegated yourself to traveling by ground. When you could have override that law of gravity by your faith, everybody else on that plane is in faith. When you ride in your car, you still have faith. I agree, it takes more faith to get into that airplane because you can't figure it out. And the law said whatever goes up must come down. Well, I don't have a problem with that as long as it knows how to come down. All right? Let's keep going. There are spiritual laws or principles that govern the kingdom of God. Uh-oh. There are natural laws, principles that govern the earth. But there are spiritual laws that govern the kingdom of God. Where is the kingdom of God? Yeah. It's in you. So wherever you touch your feet on the ground, it becomes a new law. You're establishing the kingdom. God said, I'll give you whatsoever the sole of your feet shall tread. Because when you're walking like me, acting like me, you're walking in Christ's stead. So therefore, when you decree a thing, it shall come to pass. These spiritual laws override, override, they override, they don't demolish them, they override the law of physics. Jesus, in a storm, I'm not talking about calm water. I'm talking about water that's waving. Walk right on the water. Physics say you can't do that. The natural law says you can't do this. But he was establishing the kingdom of God and showing us these things were written as examples to us to show us that it is possible that there's another realm out there. So stop wondering about how am I going to pay this debt off. Peter, go fishing. And the first fish you pick up, it will be enough money to pay your taxes. What? Do you know how many fish are out there in the sea? Yeah, just the first one you get, you got a blessing for you. Defy everything that was said. So how are you going to get out of debt? God will bring you out. How's he going to do it? That's on him. That ain't on you. You just have your faith. You present him your faith. God, I know you can. You're trying to figure it all out. That's why your faith is short-circuiting on you, because you're trying to figure everything out. Just go do it. My wife talks about me all the time. He's just so quick. He just jump out there and do it. If I had time to think about it, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Because I promise you, I would have figured it out that I couldn't do it. 
The devil would have helped me figure it out. You can't start a business working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can't start. You don't have nobody. You and Miss Shirley and Barbara and Laura coming along if we get the contract. When you got nobody, no people, uh, you don't have the insurance, you don't have the qualifications, you don't have this, you don't have your, your business degree, you don't have none of this. What do you have? I got faith. Can you do it? Uh, Mr. King, can you handle this? Yeah, we can handle this. We lost in the place. We don't even know where we're going. <laughs> we ain't never had a building that big. 1.2 million square feet. We don't know what the heck. We don't know. We lost in the place. We started calling boxes mountains. We didn't know where we were. We didn't know what we were doing. But faith wouldn't let me back down. The, some of y'all, y'all don't really know it. But how many of y'all, y'all can't stand to lose? You just, you, 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 it, baby, if you put your faith in that, there's nothing that would be impossible for you. Take that that's in you, the fact that I will not lose, and what? You learn how faith operates? You will find some stuff that you never thought you'd be able to do. God will take that aggressiveness in you that you hate to lose, and he'll make a winner out of you. I'll be okay with somebody when they talk about they're going to do this and they're going to do that. But when they challenge me, uh-uh. I didn't care if you got that or not. But since you're going to talk crazy, I want it. And they be saying, really, do we want I don't. I don't know. I ain't thought about that. How are we going to do it? I don't know. I just want it. Why? Because they say I couldn't have it. And God had to help me, but I don't know. It's how he created me. Don't tell me what I can't do. That's what God is saying to you. Don't tell me what I can't do. That centurion, don't ask me if I can do it. No. Do you have the faith? I'm going to put the pressure right back on you. If you got the faith to do it, God can do it. You need healing. You need deliverance. Your children need it. Whatever it is. If you got the faith, God says, yeah, I can do it. For I can do all things. There's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing impossible for him. Well, we're going to pick up with part two. I'm trying to establish this foundation. You see where I'm going. In this shift, you're going to have to decide, am I going to walk in the natural or am I going to walk in the supernatural? The moment you start walking in the supernatural, you're going to start seeing some things that's, that, that's not happening yet, but you're just going to know it's going to happen. You're going to see it happen. And I can't tell you more than what the, 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 the example that I gave you about the stop sign. See, right now, your eyes open. Some of you can still see the stop sign. Your eyes are open, but you see something else. That's how it is. When I see stuff in the spirit realm, I'm looking at you, but I see something greater. I'm asking God to open your eyes to the supernatural. You see some stuff, but now he needs to help you to figure out what you see. You can look at somebody and you can see something greater in them. You see greater. You can't hardly figure it out because you're seeing darkly through a glass. So what you do, you speak to that thing because you're acting like God. And you're calling that thing to come up and come out. 
trying to get too deep for you. When you see it, you lay claim on it. And sometimes when you see it, you don't know what you're saying, but you're speaking prophetically. And you're calling that thing up and out. You can look at some people and see they're struggling. You don't know what they're struggling with, but you can say, you know what, I see your struggle. And I command those struggles to cease. And when you say cease, they cease. Why? How? Because you're acting in God's stead. This is the season that we're in where we're going to begin to act like God. If you'd like to learn more about the repairs of the breach ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.org. Want to stay connected to the church updates and news? Text ROTB to 24587. 24587. Thank you for listening and may God bless you.